Good morning. Nice to see you, all sharply dressed. Are you excited? Yes, yes, good. Do you think you're going to get any gifts? Yes. Have you already gotten any gifts? Oh, yeah. <laughs> what do you think you might do with, with those gifts? Do you think you might have... Do you think you might have Father bless them? You think you might do that if you get a rosary or maybe a Bible or something like that? Yeah? What happens when Father blesses something? Wonderful. It becomes holy. Who is holy? Yeah. God is especially holy, right? He is holiness itself. He is the source of all holiness. Are there any other holy things? Yes? Yes? Okay. And? Holy Spirit, good. So, yeah, that's right. When Father blesses something, because the power that's given to him, he connects that rosary with actually all the saints and angels in heaven and Jesus himself so that they're the holy ones, right? So that when you're praying with that, they're all praying with you. Does that make sense? That's why we would protect it, use it properly. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's interesting how physical things like a rosary or something like that can take on a little bit different meaning. Just the other day, I pulled a book off my shelf that I hadn't read in a long time or looked at in a long time, and there was a bookmarker in there, and the bookmarker was a holy card. And the holy card was from my first communion. And the way I knew it was from my first communion is that I could see my mom's writing on the back of it. Now, that was special to me. It's like it had meaning beyond just the paper that it was produced on. Does that make sense? It's interesting how physical things can do that. It's a lot like maybe your parents' wedding ring. It's just a physical object. But there's a whole lot more to it than just that, isn't there? Yeah, a whole lot more to it than just that. Now, today, we talk about physical things, highlight physical things that take on a special new meaning, don't we? Bread and wine, isn't that right? Do they take on a new meaning? Yeah, through the words of Jesus, do they change? Yes? Into what? That's right. They change into him, raised from the dead. Yes. Now, that might seem a little bit strange, but it's not altogether strange because something like that already happened at your baptism. Weren't some words spoken over you? Some water was poured over you. Yes. And something changed. Was that represented by what you carried in? What did you carry into Mass? Did you carry anything into Mass? I think you did. Yeah. You haven't had your coffee this morning yet, have you? No. <laughs> uh, 
Oh, yeah, I see it. Was it a cloth? And did you crochet something on it? A cross? Uh huh. And what was that for? What does that represent? Was it like the cloth that was placed on you at your baptism? Is that right? And that white cloth said, something in this person has changed. Something is new. Do you see it? St. Augustine said that the Eucharist, communion, is the one food that we don't change into us, but we are changed into it. When you eat regular bread, when you have Cheerios, when you have hot dogs, when you have pizza, that you change into yourself. It kind of helps you grow. Yes? But he said the Eucharist, communion, it's a different type of food. When you receive it, you are changed more and more into Jesus. Isn't that neat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So communion, though, presupposes a couple things. One thing that it imagines has already happened is what we did yesterday. What did we do yesterday? First, confession. Yeah, so communion, like the word sounds, presupposes that we're in union with Jesus. Right? So we got to take away all those things that create distance between us and Jesus. And you did that yesterday. Yes? But then also it presupposes that we're making those choices that Jesus would make. Does that make sense? Yes? In order to be in communion? Now, this is another way of saying what St. Peter said in our reading today. He said, let yourself be built up into a spiritual house so that you might make spiritual offerings or sacrifices. So you, he's saying, are being brought closer and closer and kind of built into this building of God that begins here and finishes one day in heaven. And we heard that in the gospel. The Father's house has many dwellings, and he's already fitting you together in such a way that you're being built up into that final dwelling place of heaven. Now, this, it seems to me, is really special for us here at John Paul II because we're about to build a church, aren't we? Yes. Now, that's really cool to think about because the church is built of stones, bricks. Yes. St. Peter said, well, but you're like the stones. You're like the bricks that are fit together and build this beautiful house that point us up to heaven. Isn't that cool? And the way that we're going to build our spiritual house, our church, is that the pillars that will hold up the ceiling aren't just like beams that hold it up, like in many modern buildings, they're just straight up and straight down. Ours are going to be a proportion of the average man, woman, and child, so that the pillars represent whom? Who do they represent? That is right. Isn't that cool? Yes. So today you're receiving First Holy Communion. God is at work in your life, building you up, feeding you with that food that gradually changes you more and more into him. 
and he's inviting you through your choices, through the goodness of your life, to be those living stones that point everyone else to him.